Welcome to episode eight of the Tech Gypsies podcast. Wow, eight. Okay. We are recording together in the same room for the first time in a couple of weeks, right? Since episode six? Six or five? No, five. Since episode five, yeah. Um, We are in lovely, lovely? Yes. Grants Pass, Oregon, in a hotel room. Uh, Yeah. So you guys are in week three of your grand adventure. Yes. Which makes, I think, us doing a regular podcast on technology news a little challenging since you pretty much have no sort of sense of what's going on. Going on. (laughs) Yeah. Unless I say, did you know, here's what's going on. Yeah, there's... uh... I mean, the technology I pay attention to on, you know, t- cherry picking from this week from, you know, 10 miles of cur- up to Kirby Peak and 8.5 miles up to uh, Grayback Meadows this week um, is pretty much um, drone related, water related, um, camera related, camera related, and uh um, yeah. Battery related. Battery, definitely battery related. Um, so very little internet related uh, technology in my world this week. But I do get lots of amazing time as I lay on the side of the trail thinking I'm dying um, to think about technology and, and its uh, impact on my life. So, so we thought um, we would work through a what I think is a really, really interesting article um, that crossed my radar, um, published this week in the New Atlantis Journal by Alan Jacobs, who's a professor at Baylor University. And he's written um, a piece called Attending to Technology Theses for Disputation. And it really, in some ways, resonates with, I think, what you're feeling um, most profoundly by having this sort of grand reevaluation of your use of certain technologies. Um, but I think in general it really underscores the ways in which we find ourselves paying attention and that's sort of the cornerstone of his of his of his article, of his arguments. We're paying attention to to things that are perhaps not worthy of of that. And I think that that's one of the things that you really notice when you step out of internet connectivity and then back into it, that you sort of, your phone has saved up all of these things that in real time would have demanded your immediate attention, push notifications, tweets, stories, messages, emails, phone calls. Um, and uh, I think that what, what um, he has to say is, is pretty important. So I thought what I would do is I would read some of these. Um, these are, as he said, theses for disputation. I mean, I think he wants people to be able to, um, despite sort of positioning them, positioning them as aphorisms, he says he wants people to be able to sort of dig in and respond to these. So I thought I'd read some of these and see if any of them um, resonate with you. Everything begins with attention. Yes. How is your attention, How do you notice your attention changing or... Um. Definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm, um, you know, my ability to, uh, 
space out and think about things on the trail changes. I mean, I'm, you know, what I have to pay attention to are like, are my, are my feet going to connect to the ground properly? Am I going to fall on my face? Are there rattlesnakes on the side of the trail? (laughs) (laughs) Being a deaf person, um, I have to visually be very attentive. Um, and which is very difficult because that rattlesnake we saw this week, um, was tough to see. And if I can't hear them, so my attention has to, you know, but those are just some of the trail side, um, choosing the right path, you know, because some of these trails that I'm on are interconnected and and may go for 20, 30 miles, but the, the, the seven mile one that I want so that I can get home or to a bed by the evening. Um, So I have to pay attention to trail markers, um, signs, double check in my map. So the things that I'm paying attention to on the trail are very radically different and that, um, which become very evident as I sit down at my computer, if I do get to it in the evening, um, what, you know, my whole monitoring of the API space is still front and center there. I mean, it's still pulling in my feeds, all my emails still come in, all my tweets, all my everything, all the, the, the monitors and the, the alerts and the, the, the number, the real time numbers and data are still there. But when I sit down in front of it, what I pay attention to or what I can afford to pay attention to because my muscles are screaming for attention. My, I have to charge batteries for the next day. I have to plan hikes. I have to do map research. So, um, it all seemed, you know, I, I'm not one to say what I was doing for the last five years is meaningless because it's not. It, it was very important and, and, and it commanded my attention um, and, it's, and it still does to a certain degree, but it seems really silly, some of the stuff that I would have tuned into and, and, uh, and allowed to command my attention seem really frivolous at this point in time. I'll read some more of these. Um, attention is both given and paid. Attention is not an infinitely renewable resource. It is partially renewable if well invested and properly cared for. Attention is therefore not just paid, but also invested. Play is one of the most beautiful and essential forms of attention. We are fed by what we attend to. An essential question is what form of attention does this phenomenon require, that of reading, or seeing, that of writing also, that of laughter or play, or silence. Mindfulness, which many have recommended as a response to the perils of incessant connectivity, confines itself to the cultivation of a mental stance without objects to attend to. Wow, yeah, that's heavy. (laughs) I mean, lots of things that invoke lots of things in my mind. I mean, I'm trying... At this stage in our journey, I'm, you know, focusing on on myself and and someone who is deeply immersed in technology, and then all of a sudden not and out in this woods. I realized how much how how little I had invested in in, in my own. Um, sure, I was attentive to to Silicon Valley, to APIs, to everything mobile and and IoT and all this, but I was not attentive to 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 my own physical needs, to my own um, mental, um, you know, just sitting and thinking and and relaxing on the on the side of a river, or a creek, or in a meadow. Uh, there's 
I found found it very hard to do that at first, like just sit in a meadow for for forty five minutes, and and tune into the the birds, the bugs, the the things that were going on. That was really painful and hard for me. It's much easier now. But then the second side of what I, of my journey right now is I'm on the trail with a twenty two year old, you know, millennial, who has a whole different. Um, deck that he's working from when it comes to attention and I feel like um, one example of you know trying to cross a a river that was not you know it got knee deep maybe up to slightly up to your waist in a couple parts but really just knee deep water crossing the river um, he wouldn't walk in it there was no rocks you could hop and so you had to walk in the water to get across and I just went in and, and did it and um, knowing that I could sit in the sun and dry my clothes. And he was very concerned with, with this process. And so much so that it took hours, an hour for him to cross the river. And then, but by the, the end of the day, and then um, it was easier for him. By the second day, he would stop and sit and stack rocks and play in the water as he crossed with no concern. His, his attention was had went from his feet getting wet and 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 having wet pants and wet shoes and wet socks and and that discomfort to the joy of stacking rocks in the middle of a river or playing in a pool putting your hand in the waterfall and so a whole different set of 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 attention you know and i think um i think we're i feel like we're uh we're shortchanging ourselves and we're shortchanging our kids right now in, in a lot of um, where our attention is, is placed in society right now. I feel like um, we're giving them a raw deal because they're not getting getting important play time, important fun time, exploratory time that's not um, this, this demanding real-time digital thing. Yeah, yeah. So here's another one. Goal-directed mindfulness and all other healthy forms of attention, healthy for oneself and for others, can only happen with the creation and care of an intentional commons. Protecting our attentional commons will not be easy to do in a culture for which surveillance has become the normative form of care. Oh, yeah, man. So we're told, right, I mean, I think that this is sort of like the, this is the promise of a lot of, a lot of um, technologies that don't mark themselves and market themselves as being surveillance, but that's what they are. They are atten- They are monitoring you all the time, and that's supposedly sort of an act of care, right? You want to be able to be healthy, so you hand over your personal exercise data to Fitbit, right? Fitbit monitors you in an act of care, but it's not care. Right. It's I mean, it's sort of. And so once we've decided that these technologies of surveillance function as care, right, that's how we keep our streets clean. We put safe and safe from crime surveillance instead of having a different way of addressing these sort of social issues. We use these sort of monitoring to pay attention to certain signals algorithmically um, even. 
And that becomes a substitute for actually having a meaningful, meaningful relationships. And again, this attentional commons, right? What does it mean to have this shared ownership over the, the paying attention to, I mean, in your case, sort of, you know, the wilderness, but, um, but just in general to sort of, when do you notice when someone's hurt and outside of this sort of disciplinary, punitive, monitoring, technologi- technol- technologized world? Where do you see hurt? And is it just sort of couched in terms of acts of surveillance rather than acts of attention and nurture, nurturance and care? Well, one, one, you know, all the examples I'm probably going to give for the next six months are going to be pretty shit simple, but that's where I live. So one, one way this showed itself, I wish I had taken a picture, I may go back and do one, is this one road going up into the wilderness. I mean, this was, you know, an hour and a half drive up this one lane gravel road. And all along it, anytime there was a, a road or a, a spur that went off down to the river, there was a sign that said, no dumping, smile, you're on camera. So granted, this is miles and miles out in the wilderness. There's no power. There are no fucking cameras, okay? But you, this person felt necessary to place a good 20 or 30 signs at every one, threatening that you're on camera, so don't dump your trash. Because which is a which is actually like, a shockingly real and disgusting problem out in wilderness. We're not talking about like throwing a cigarette butt as you drive down the highway. We're talking about like pristine wilderness. Pristine wilderness bags of dirty diapers. People and dumping gar- big garbage, truckloads of garbage, as all the way. Houses, restaurant level yes, of garbage. Yes, yes. People and I understand people probably pull into these little spurs and you know um, dump a month's worth of garbage down one of these little little holes and ravine i get it it's it's probably a problem and all the way to the campsite like we ended up you know and this is another lesson for 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 the my my trail companion is is teaching someone to a pull out your own trash which actually has been pretty easy the the challenge i've had with him is taking out other people's trash that one is he, he's having trouble with because he why the fuck would I do that? I get they the comments, brought it in. right, but I mean, and that's the notion of a commons yeah. as a shared responsibility. And I'm like, no, not only do you haul everything of yours out, every little uh, Keystone beer can, Budweiser beer can, which we found a lot of them, um, to the accidental drops you see people accidentally dropping. I lost my shades in the in the sunglasses yesterday, so. Hopefully someone will pick them up. Those happen, but there are it's a lot of intentional. And when you're hiking and you're carrying your own stuff and your own trash in and out, um, carrying someone else's is is is, is a huge responsibility. So um, paying attention to that. But but that back to the surveillance thing. I mean that's what we're creating. I feel like is 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 just a whole bunch of children that we have to threaten with surveillance or some uh, the next level of surveillance or the next level of penalties it's like it's like gaming levels of ooh you know you're not only being surveilled now now that you got caught dumping trash you're like really being surveilled we're really watching you buddy you know it's like what the fuck like where is this going to go why can't we just 
actually create human beings who give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to keep reading these. The, um, so he writes a lot about commentary here, which is, I think, um, interesting, particularly as you're sort of thinking about how to shape your voice in these in the stories that you're telling but I'm gonna keep going with some of these things that he's writes that Alan Jacobs writes about about technology because some of them some of them um, I find um, absolutely dovetail with the work and the things that I've said before too so technology wants to be loved says Kevin Kelly wrongly but we want to invest our technologies with human traits to justify our love for them when Kelly says, I think technology is something that can give meaning to our lives, he seeks to promote what technology does worst. What the, te the what technology wants model cannot be reconciled with the hacker model of engagement with technology. The contemporary version of the pathetic fallacy, right? The pathetic fallacy is attributing human emotions to objects. The contemporary version of the pathetic fallacy is to attribute agency not to nature but to algorithms. It seems not enough for some people to attribute consciousness to algorithms. They must also grant them dominion. The real function of the Turing test is to establish our level of credulity and submissiveness before algorithms. So, so huge and so beautiful. It's like, I mean, I totally feel like technology, you know, calling me to a certain degree. I don't feel it as much as I did those first few days I walked away from it. Um, but because my, my body aching and being hungry and wanting to sleep and uh, the lure of the next hike um, definitely speaks louder than technology. But, you know, well, again, you should, it's like, I mean, it's certain technologies, right? You're, you're still using the, the camera yeah, is an amazing. Yeah, using lots so of it's technology. it's these sort of internet-based. It's definitely these yeah. internet. I mean, when you pull up my, I mean, my iPhone's the great example of it because you pull up my thing, and um, my email has five thousand eight hundred ninety-three as the pop-up little alert. You know, my feeds have eighteen thousand um, in it for unread. Like for unread, unread, you know. So and these are these little little. Um, this is technology going, I need you, I need you. Right, to, I, I mean, and this is, to, yeah, to this is the this. value that Kevin Kelly and the sort of, um, those sort of folks, what is it that uh, um, Alan Jacobs calls them sort of code fetishists, right? Yeah. That they, when they assign this sort of agency to technology, that that's, I mean, that's the sort of world that we, we are, are in, that these, that these internet technologies in particular are, I mean, we call it, the attention economy. Yeah, we're and we're giving. I mean, this is a, this is such a, a I don't want to say subtle, but just a, a form of slavery that I don't think we're seeing ooze in and, and creep around us. Um, because whether it's 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 you're worried about your bank account, you're worried about your stock numbers, the sports numbers, um, what people are posting on Facebook, whether you're doing it personally or for your job or a blend of, which I felt like my, you know, there was no separation really in my in API evangelism. What I did, um, what technology screamed at me each day, it was all one and the same. But some people have somewhat of a separation there. But these things are all calling to us at every moment. And, and how much of us 
we give to that and listen to that. I mean, I have all these red icons on my iPhone and I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. I just don't give a shit about any of them. I'll pop into, um, I had to, I had to unhook all the Slack channels. That was the first obvious, uh, cords to cut because that was just in, in, in numbers that were, were staggering as far as it screaming at me saying, Hey, Hey, hey pay attention to me. Yeah. You know, and I had to just... You've missed out on on this very important sentence that was right. typed. And some of those channels were created by me. <laughs> some of the, you know, it's like, I'm not exempt from this. But I just had to whittle it down to, you know, my bank account, um, uh, my, my, my Facebook, because it's my mom, it's you, and just a handful of, even my Twitter, um, you know, my tweet deck, I, I reduced down to my, just my friends stack. Um, so I had to whittle it down because these things are screaming at me. Um, even though I, I'm pretty resilient at saying, no, I don't give a shit because my email. And my but by feed. design, right? By design, that's the sort of thing. I mean, and, and we've, you know, it's the sort of slippage of language as well as like we call these things engagement, right? We call, we actually assign an increasing amount of meaning in our analytics, in our algorithms to quote engagement with these with these notifications and what do they mean right what exactly are we engaging with are we engaging with notifications or are we engaging with other people and what does that engagement look like what does the technology actually circumscribe rather than just afford when we talk about engagement i mean part of one of some of the aphorisms that uh, or the theses that um, Alan Jacobs write about are sort of about the sort of really the the um, the poverty of of interaction that comes on a place like Twitter, um, and sort of Twitter by design loves um, because of engagement wants people to be to not be thoughtful to sort of have quick and superficial and angry responses. They want people to retweet, right? They want people to retweet these sort of quick and angry and superficial responses. I mean, that's, that's sort of the, the, by design, these technologies want us to pay attention to these things that are um, not, they're not, I mean, at the end, they're not, they're not even necessarily meaningful. Yeah. Um, they're damaging and they're damaging to what we're spending our time thinking about what we're spending our time commenting on what we're giving you know again if this is a precious if attention is something precious that we both you know that we pay and that we invest in why are we investing in that particular kind of interaction and then all the while dismissing a deeper, more con- contemplative um, kind of commentary, um, perhaps that um, is found if in a different sort of social and technological arrangement. Again, this isn't anti-technology. People like that's that's such a false way of thinking about a criticism of technology. This is a you know what we're what I think and you know actually how he ends this piece is invoking Ivan Illich and the tools for conviviality we want different technologies because we want a different culture we want a different society we want 
freedom and we want responsibility to the to the collective and we want these things that are not exploitative and extractive and that we want to sustain and broaden and deepen human experience not just pay attention to these little blips and push notifications that really don't get us anywhere in terms of um, uh, ethical or intellectual or I mean in the case I think of you know what Alan Jacobs talks about a lot deeply spiritual and meaningful interactions with one another and with the whole world around us well the way he he uses attention I think really strikes at the core for me is of what technology is doing is and AI and you and I talk about this a lot that if if AI can't be true artificial intelligence as as the the believers want they're going to reduce us down to a point where it will seem like that and I feel like that's what attention is is like you think of just that word attention and then you go well attention to your child attention to your health attention to um you know listening to a bird listening you know something that's that's very precise to attention economy you know something that's monetizable and attention to your notifications and attention to your feeds you know it's like it's something that can be very meaningful or something that's very meaningless and i think um tech the, the the technocrats and the people the believers really would go for the latter and and reducing everything to to a more marketable more commercial a more um trackable version of every one of these words whether it's it's revolution whether it's you know attention whether it's all of these very meaningful um words that have a lot of history and deep roots in in our world um if technology gets what it wants it's going to be the the diluted commercial version and of, of course it's not technology right i mean i think that to me like that's one of the great flaws of the way in which kevin kelly's um book what technology wants and more broadly some of the ways in which he sort of stand he sort of represents the way in which we assign this agency to technology but it's not what technology wants technology is a fucking object it's an inanimate object. It has no desires. Now, so the people, the, the people who like wants. the entrepreneurs, the engineers, the investors, politicians, exactly. they want things. They want a certain world, and I think that that world that they that they want is sort of absent of care for the world, for humans, and the other living beings in it. You know, there was the piece, or the uh, Elon Musk, I didn't even pay that close. I mean, it was, he did an interview perhaps in which he said that he believes that it's very, very unlikely that we are not living in a computer program run by a very advanced AI system. And um, that we're, that we, you know, that is, it is, highly likely that we are living in the matrix and if not he says then the world's about to end like what the like i mean i have many problems with that worldview least of which being like these are the people that get listened to (laughs) as being like the most intelligent and innovative people and they have like sheer wackadoodle like completely ludicrous 
philosophical and political outlooks on the world. But if that's your worldview, like if you honestly believe that this is a computer program, then you've really missed the boat in terms of understanding a really important, um, uh, I think, philosophical underpinnings. But then again, if you believe that this is a computer program, you don't have to care. Well, I think these people are moving so fucking fast um, all the time, every time. They don't have a, a, a moment to slow down and think and experience and feel. And I really fucking feel bad for them because... Um, and, and fuck you, because it's like, fuck you, Elon, because this is like... I'm I'm a pretty fucking amazing human being. I think this is... I'm not a fucking simulation. I'm not... I'm a living, breathing, feeling, deeply thinking person. And I'm thankful that I'm able to slow down enough this summer to stop and, and contemplate my life, what's going on around me, enjoy the beauties of this earth. Um, and and to, to, to reduce it just simply to that, I mean... Um, you know, people, you can't reduce everything to an algorithm, to a transaction, to, um, you know, I mean, this just feels like religion to me. It's like, oh, you're just going to simplify something that down to something that you can, um, include in a sermon, include in a press release, include, include in a soundbite and get you, um, your, your, your congregation worked up and, and, and following you even further. That's all it is. Maybe we'll end with this quote then. This is the nice one that, that um, a nice one from Alan Jacobs' piece that taps into just that, in which he says, first we would immanentize the eschaton, right? The end of the world is near. Yeah. That's what Elon Musk said, unless it's a computer program. Um, that's disruptive innovation. That's this whole belief, the robots taking over the world, the the death of everything, right? Computers mean that the end of, you know, fill in the blank with whatever you're selling. First, we would immanentize the eschaton and then code it in Java. And I think that's, you know, I think that this is uh, the crisis and it's an, it is in some ways absolutely a moral crisis. I mean, you know, Alan Jacobs is a conservative writer. He's, he writes a lot about um, Christianity and um, the humanities, theology and literature. But I think that what he's identified in many of these pieces is a moral failing and um, slightly different, I think, than an ethical failing. I talk a lot about the ethical failures of Silicon Valley, but this is a deep moral failing and it's a crisis, a moral crisis, um, across, uh, I think, our society. And it's a, it's a moral crisis of attention. And that's, you know, you know that's uh, profoundly frightening because we could, let, we could let suffering occur and not care. We could let global climate change become actually end of the world sort of levels of crisis and not care but our attention is paid to how many likes on facebook what kim kardashian did today i mean even what donald trump is sort of pay, is playing into the sort of attention attention and at the loss i think of 
of humanity. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's precisely the, uh, the moral crisis I have and the last year going into this year and it's interesting that you use java as that 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 reference that, that he said that is you know for me apis are this this underpinning this 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 pipe that everything all of these things that we're talking about whether it's your payments your taxes your your banking your um those all those notifications those emails those photos videos all those these things that that the digital world are touching on and i felt like in the last five years we had a, a chance to to not make those truly meaningful as as like human meaningful but do it in a good way and and and, and an ethical way right. you and know the payments would be I mean, micro lending and right. we actually be Tools helping the farmers in nigeria build something right. or the poor people you know but no we uh fucking opted to um exploit at every turn surveil at every turn um track clicks um, measure, you know, everything that was meaningless and deliver nothing that was meaningful. And I have, have a friend who said, well, maybe you've just put too high a hopes in that three letter acronym called API. And I think, no, I put too high a hopes in a specific community of people and they let me down. They failed by not delivering anything meaningful. And if we are going to end up coding this in Java, Think of all the fucking royalties that'll be open from everything in life because we're reduced. Everything's going to be reduced to a transaction in this way. So, yeah, that was kind of a sad note to leave it on. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, I think that, you know, I mean, I, I do think that, um, you know, uh, what we're talking about in this podcast clearly is about technology, about culture, politics, you know, but the elephant in the room with a lot of these discussions too is, you know, opiates and addiction and the sort of fog, I think, that just in general we've let ourselves fall under. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that we'll probably return to these questions again and again because it, it, to me they do seem to be um, incredibly, incredibly important. We have to figure out what is it, you know, what is it about ourselves, our bodies, our minds, the world around, the natural world around us, which includes, you know, includes humans. Humans are not separate from the natural world. Um, and, and the tools and the tools that we use, humans are, you know, humans are tool-using creatures technology is not optional that's what we that's what we are but you know what what is happening with with the variety of technologies and, and one technology I feel that our society is far too reliant upon right now is are the technologies from the pharmaceutical industry well um, I mean for me APIs you know um, application programming interface which is being used to wire up our cars our homes our our bodies our everything that we do and then the api that is the active pharmaceutical ingredient which goes into <laughs> um i mean there's this convergence i feel like between technology and pharmaceuticals that's going on um whether it's it's uh it's gaming and and sitting in your apartment and never seeing the light of day 
whether it's uh, you know working for Uber, whether it's uh, you know working from home and never really having a life and barely making enough money to get by, um, I'm I'm still exploring this this intersection of of of, of API active pharmaceutical ingredients, you know, and pharma and, and technology, but I, I kind of feel like there, there's, there's something there that's hand in hand that's um, continuing. I like that, that, that slave algorithm, um, you know, the Alan Turing test that he, he talks about in here, that that's the true test of, of all of this is how, how submissive we are to the algorithm, you know, and I feel like I feel like that's where we're at. This is a really uh, important time as far as proving whether we're a slave to that or not, or succumbing to, to that or not. But more thoughts to come, I guess, on that. On that yeah, more thoughts to come. Great. Alrighty. Yay. Yay. Technology.